people. My friends, and welcome to No Normal People. I'm your host, Stephen Henning. And I'm your host, Dixie Lee Henning. She has returned. I am here. For those of you who have missed the bonus episode that we put up on Sunday, uh, just a little Henning update. Some life stories. It's, it's the heaviest thing we've released yeah. so far, for sure. But like the Chilean miners, I have emerged. Not unscathed, but I have emerged. <laughs> Like those unfortunate <laughs> Chilean miners. Don't you think that maybe a caterpillar to a butterfly might be a better analogy? Oh, yeah, that analogy? probably. Mm, cat- okay, but if only if the caterpillar is Heimlich from Bugs Life. And he gets those tiny little yeah. wings. Yeah, that's... I'm that's, a beautiful butterfly. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> I'm Heimlich. <laughs> I'm a butterfly. I just, you know. You need some help. Yeah. From your ladybug yeah. friends. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. <laughs> On this episode of the podcast, we have our friend Kayla Halleck. Kayla! Uh, she and I grew up in the same church out in Laurel, Montana. Her father was the pastor of that church. Still is, but he started being the pastor right around the time my family started going there, when I was in the fourth or fifth grade. So she and I grew up in youth group and school together, though kind of separately, because I was <laughs> homeschooled until eighth grade. Yeah, Stephen, why'd you go to high school? I went to high school because I wanted to play in bands no. and in You're a liar. sing in a choir. Okay, but that what had was the, more than What was the third more important reason that you three, started high school? Three people. It wasn't <laughs> You always call it the most I had a crush on Kayla yeah, in you the did. in the middle school. Yeah. And you're like it I need a, I need to catch that fish. Well, so uh, public um, school it is. <laughs> yikes. You know, I I handled that crush as well as any socially awkward homeschooler could. Yeah, so real bad. So real bad. Uh, treated it a lot more seriously than it was. Yeah. As a love interest when you're 12 yeah. or 14. That's that's fun for so us. So that's fun. That's good. Glad you brought that up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in this conversation with Kayla, we talk about her experience through college and going on short-term, though it feels like a long-term, but technically it is a short-term mission trip. She was gone for about a year in South America mm-hmm. with the international campus ministry called Crew. Uh, we talk about her her notes. She kind of has some notes on leadership mm-hmm. and you know, group dynamics, interpersonal skills. Yep. Also, the differences between most other cultures and our loud and abrasive American culture. Yes. (laughs) Let's see. And then we talk about where she currently works, which is as the Spanish teacher at our high school alma mater. Yeah. So So weird. (laughs) Yeah. So that's fun. Her colleagues used to be her teachers. Yes. And... Call them by their first name. I had so I had so many questions about that. I am ten years removed from high school, and I still would not be able to call our teachers by their first name. Yeah, that was a that was a wild time, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think with that, we should just throw it to the interview we did with Kayla. Yeah, let's do it. Here we go. Instagram or Twitter? Instagram. Oceans or lakes? Lakes. Rain or sun? Oh, that's complicated. Rain and sun? (laughs) Tea or coffee? Coffee. Early morning or late night? Late night. Summer or winter? Summer. Beaches or mountains? I think I should say mountains. I live in Montana. (laughs) (laughs) Captain America or Iron Man? Iron Man. Pancakes or waffles? Waffles. (laughs) Waffles. I ask my students that all the time. (laughs) Sunrise or sunset? Sunset. Sweet or savory? Sweet. Soda or pop? Soda. Hogwarts or the Shire? The Shire. Ah, 
Disney or Pixar? Disney. Pizza or tacos? Pizza. Books or movies? Movies. Sweater or hoodie? Sweater. Handshakes or hugs? Hugs. Introvert or extrovert? Extrovert. Yeah. Phone calls or texts? Both. <laughs> Very good. Perfect. You did it. No choice for you there. All done. <laughs> and all over. Give me it all. More open-ended questions for you. A series of favorites to start out with. Uh, favorite candy? Favorite candy. Reese's. Favorite snack? Oh, Reese's. <laughs> favorite snack. <laughs> this is what teaching has made me do. I love going home and making a microwave quesadilla. Mm. Yeah. It's delicious. Just cheese yeah. on like... And microwave. Do not put it on the stove. Right. Microwave it. Favorite morning drink? Coffee. What is your favorite city? Mm, my favorite city would have to be... I mean, the one I know the best would be Lima, Peru. Lima, Peru. Jeez. What is your favorite smell? Smell? Mm, rain? Fresh rain? Favorite TV show? Parks and Rec. Yeah! Nice. <laughs> okay. Well, my next question was Jim and Pam or Ben and Leslie, and... Feel like you're. I actually like, no, no. Jim no? and Pam. Ugh. Yes, their love story is Gross. like more realistic. That's I feel fair. like. Are you gonna find a Leslie Nope? Uh, Probably not. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> and fair. definitely not. I a Ben did. Wyatt. I found a Leslie Nope. Thank you. You're the Leslie Nope okay. to my Ben Wyatt. What is your favorite ice cream flavor? Pistachio. What are foods that you will never eat? I will never eat a celery. <laughs> Or like intestines of any kind. Oh, okay. No we went, organ meats. Yes. We got pho last night and the tripe that's in pho mm. absolutely disgusts me. I can't even look at it. <laughs> mm. Do you have a secret talent? I can speak Spanish. <laughs> that's not good. really not a secret. secret. <laughs> that's still a good one though. <laughs> what was your first job? My first job was cleaning the church, I believe, or Alpha Omega Disaster Restoration. No Perfect. plug there at all. <laughs> <laughs> plug. What is the worst fashion trend you've ever participated in? Ugg boots yes. and basketball shorts. <laughs> oh my God. I quickly I can knew see that it one. In my head. That was yes. so fast. Yeah. That was a I, good answer. She knows. Yeah. She thinks about it every day. When you're in high school <laughs> and you work at the high school you went to and you're like, remember when I made dumb decisions based on peer pressure? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that was one sure of those. Sure do. There you go. Yep. <laughs> or like bangs. I had curly oh, hair yeah. and i you know the bang the swoop bang trend mm -hmm. i got curly hair and then i straightened my swoop bangs that's not fashion kind of it is wow yes. yeah but oh man no that's fair it's okay uh, you're still cute thanks <laughs> <laughs> what was your first live concert super chick what good answer for real I, that's the one i remember it was my favorite <laughs> i think i cried i was so excited Aww. <laughs> if you could have one superpower what would it be to fly mm. what is your proudest achievement this is going to be my answer for everything probably, but learning Spanish is a huge thing and mm. I'm not perfect or absolutely mm -hmm. amazing. You mm -hmm. know, a lot of people will correct me, but I think that's been the hardest, longest feat. Yeah. It's taken a long time and being bilingual. Yeah. Very cool. What did you have for breakfast? I had a smoothie from Well Paired. Mm, what flavor? It was green, which green is Green flavor. Like, <laughs> that's yes. what it's called. It's called green. <laughs> I think it has pineapples and mangoes and spinach. <laughs> Okay. Got some <laughs> whey protein in there. What would you choose for your last meal? Green. Another. This is another <laughs> way of saying what your favorite food is. Mm, sushi. Yes. <sighs> this is why we're friends. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and finally, what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a nurse. Really? Yeah, a pediatric nurse. I remember in eighth grade I did a job shadow mm -hmm. for a pediatric nurse. Mm -hmm. It's really funny now because I... Don't understand biology or science, but <laughs> but you can speak Spanish. Yeah. So. But serving Marvelous. children is yeah yeah you're still something. Yeah, like I guess yeah that's a common thread. Sticks with kids. as the through line, right? Mm -hmm, yeah. Very cool. Let's dive in here. We want to get to know you a little bit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so in as far as introductions go, would you tell us a little about where you grew up, what your family life was like, where you went to school? Mm -hmm. All these things. Well, I grew up in good old Laurel, Montana. Woo! Refineries and locomotives. Yep. And mm. I grew up as a pastor's kid, PK. That's a fun one. <laughs> in reality and in and, and in jokes. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a double-edged sword there, but yeah, so I grew up basically 
I was really involved with sports, so constantly traveling for sports, but Mm -hmm. simultaneously trying to be a pastor's kid that seemed to have it all together. (laughs) And ended up loving softball, or that's what I got the most praise for, so... Ah. Yes. Okay. (laughs) That's Because you were involved in cross country Mm -hmm. and basketball. Yeah. And softball. (laughs) So you grew up here in the area. You and I were in the same graduating class, actually. Yeah. Aw. I think I graduated like two above. Steven, I'm proud of that. Yeah. Well, you should be. Definitely smarter than me. Steven, you should be better. (laughs) Should do more stuff. I worked so hard. (laughs) He didn't take a study hall. I didn't take a study hall. This is what (laughs) put me behind. Study hall. God. (laughs) I'm sure I could dig up a picture to put on our Instagram of you and I on the homecoming float yeah, our senior year because we yeah. were both nominated for homecoming, homecoming king and queen. Popularity contest that we did not win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. It's rigged. Yeah. Popular vote. You know. Nerds like me rarely win those things. That's Damn. not true. I was true. never in the sports. Um, What's his name? Oh, he was two years older than me. He won prom king. Two years older than me is beyond... My, oh my! Do gosh. I even care about two years older? I don't remember his name, but he was the <laughs> biggest nerd, and he did debate and like positive. He played Dungeons and Dragons when it wasn't cool. Oh, <laughs> it's cool now, though, guys. It's cool way, now. It's okay. It's true. <laughs> I thank yeah. you, Stranger Things, for making that. Yeah. Big. Did you see the season four thing oh, come out? My, I'm yeah. I freaked out. I was watching it, and Stephen was just looking <laughs> at me. I was like, what? When what? is it supposed to come out? Did they put that in there? I don't know. Rude. <laughs> they released, the, they released the trailer on Valentine's Day, though, on Twitter, mm. and they captioned it from Russia with love. I know. That's funny. So freaking hilarious. Absolutely choice. So strategic. So intentional. Mm-hmm. So involved in sports. Yes. Eldon. Top of the... Thank you. Eldon Gothier. <laughs> His name is Eldon. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, no idea that. Oh, wait. No, I ran cross country with him. Yes. <laughs> There you go. That's funny. Okay. I don't even anyway, remember him. Anyway, he won prom king. Oh, okay, Eldon. cool. Eldon. <laughs> right on. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Excellent. So growing up in high school mm-hmm. as a pastor's kid, yeah. pretty much in the local area here, uh, involved in tons of sports mm-hmm. and whatnot. You mentioned a relationship to peer pressure already. Yeah. Both with your Ugg boots and basketball shorts. <laughs> <laughs> and also noting that you... Got the most praise for softball. Mm -hmm. Yeah, real thing. Yeah, I think for sure, I think with the pastor's kid, I don't want to blame it on this. This Mm. isn't by any means like nobody did this to me, Mm -hmm. but, um, or it's nobody's fault, but I definitely (laughs) Maybe it's (laughs) inherent to the environment. (laughs) Secretly we're saying. Yeah, so just, I think the nature of being in the spotlight made me what it seemed like for our small town and the small Mm. little church that we were involved in being in the spotlight made me feel like I, well, I liked it Mm -hmm. one and it worked. (laughs) It motivated me for sure. And so, um, athletics were kind of that thing where I could earn the pop, earn the popularity within from my peers Mm. that I desired and longed for, but also, and also just gave me a purpose and Mm -hmm. sure. And so softball kind of, I didn't stick out in basketball. I definitely stopped being good in cross country like once puberty started. <laughs> and then um and Classic then, Yeah, so softball became the thing that I was able to find my find pave my own little like, oh, this is different and unique. And this is your thing. This is mm-hmm. my thing. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we graduated Laurel High School together. Mm-hmm. Good times there. You took a short trip out to South Dakota for college. Yeah, two years. But then ended up back in Bozeman, Montana to finish your degree. Yep. Would you tell us about that experience, what you were involved in in college, what you studied? In Bozeman? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I got really, I studied uh, social studies, broad field education with a minor in Spanish education. Mm. And so that was fun. Very, a lot of history, political science classes that I enjoyed. I... Really, I moved to Bozeman with the intention of finding a Christian community to get involved in. And I knew about Crew and mm-hmm. Campus Crusade for Christ mm-hmm. um, for for that purpose, moved to Bozeman. So it was intentional to get involved with that community. And I did. I'd say it took me about a semester to really feel like I belonged. Yeah, that was a huge instrument of like growth in college of learning how to sh- right. share my faith and mm. developing like tools to strengthen my faith and 
and having a community that, you know, I've been always influenced by my environment. So finding people striving for <laughs> yeah. that. Was, right. <laughs> make sure you surround yourself with community that yeah. you want to be like. Yes. Yes. That was huge. You know, you become who you hang out with. Okay. So we studied a lot of education things, mm-hmm. Spanish and social studies. Yes. You wanted to be a history teacher yeah. for a while. Is that right? Yeah. It turns out it's really hard to find a history teacher job. Ah. Really hard. And I knew that that would be a thing. So I added the Spanish minor just kind of out of necessity. And here we are. But you enjoyed Spanish. You <laughs> yeah. always wanted yeah. to be bilingual. I remember. It was it. interesting to me. I studied in high school. Just and start teaching better Spanish history in your Spanish class. <laughs> I do that a little bit. but you know. That's good. So with your studies and with your involvement with the, uh, the campus ministry there, mm-hmm. you started doing small trips, as I understand it. Yeah. Um, I went to... Bolivia after my third year of college, so my after my first year in Bozeman. And okay, was that with oh, no, Grace? Wait, 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 wait! After my second year of college, was that with before Grace? I went to Bozeman? That's why I went to Bozeman. Right. Yeah, that was just kind of on my own, kind of with Grace, associated with missionaries we knew there. So I went there for about ten days, and that kind of opened my mind up to like, oh, I'm not living the life that God wants me to live right now. And so then I decided to transfer to Bozeman and sure put myself in an environment where I could grow. Mm-hmm. community start over again right kind of thing and then so after my third year first year in bozeman i went to bolivia for the like two months nine weeks something right. like that wow for the summer and mm-hmm. i spent that time teaching english working part of the ministry in cochabamba bolivia which is what they call ciudad de refugio city of refuge and it's like a cafe mm. set up or near in the downtown near the college campuses area where students come hang out they teach english classes out of there they have pool tables and they have on friday nights they do or they did concerts and would share the gospel out of that kind of a way so it was really cool it's actually now when i went it was still developing Mm -hmm. in the first like four or five years and Mm -hmm. now it's like huge self-sustaining yeah that's really cool cool. yeah so you were doing small missionary trips related to the church Mm -hmm. um connected with so maybe some friends and family that were involved yep. as well. Yep. And then officially, as part of crew, you did what you you just called stint. Mm-hmm. Short term international missions trip. Uh, what what does that typically look like through crew? What's kind of the main objective? Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about that first, and then we'll talk about where you went and what your experience with it was. Yeah. So stint is normally you go for about 10, 11 months mm-hmm. a year, mm-hmm. short term, which is actually short term missions still mm. under that time. Um, and it's an internship. So you go with a team um, and you can be set up with national staff made up of, they go all over the world. So right. literally more countries than McDonald's. <laughs> um, so <laughs> take that McDonald's. <laughs> go Jesus. We're loving it better. <laughs> <laughs> That was dumb. I'm sorry. So all over the world and (laughs) they, and usually you stay in the same city and you work with a national team Mm -hmm. and you're part of like a ministry that's either beginning or has already been established there. And you're going on college campuses, developing the, the ministry and, and discipling people, sharing the gospel. It depends on where you are. That can be like a close country or you got to be careful and how you do that and kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But where I went was Latin America. Nowhere is where we went was <laughs> closed or anything. So we could be very open about our purpose. But our model was different. We did an expedition model. So the idea be- behind expedition is we would go even more short term, couple months, few weeks and places in order to start movements on those campuses. So we were actually looking intentionally for Christians on those campuses to find Christians that God is already working, the idea that God is already working on these campuses. And it's right. not an American thing to do that we're yeah. going to bring our just American helping thing. helping them set up something. Give to them keep. the tools and the push in order to get something like that started. And right. so, so we did a lot of talking to a lot of people in a day <laughs> like, Hey, are you a Christian do or, you, Jesus, you know, please? which is like <laughs> culturally, how do you have that conversation? Like Americans are direct and loud. Like, yeah. how do I have that conversation where I'm not just like, are you a Christian? Nope. Okay. Bye. Moving you know? on. Mm-hmm. Tell but, me about your soul. Yeah. We would have different ways of doing it. There's like fast exploring where it's literally like quickly ask a few questions. Okay. You know, you're, you're not a Christian. All right. Move on. Wow. Which sounds brutal. Yeah. Sounds brutal, but um, again, with the idea that God's already working in someone's heart here, and we just mm-hmm. we need to find them. 
um, slow exploring where you're like, okay, oh, you're not a Christian. Let me, let's talk a little bit about this. Maybe right. I'll share the gospel with you or you continue having those conversations. And mm-hmm. It's a very brief overview and I'm probably not doing the process justice. <laughs> <laughs> Just any crew people out there. I'm right. not a representative. <laughs> so this was at each campus. You would kind yeah. of go in with the model or, or looking for people that could help build up a, the local mm-hmm. chapter or local yeah. version of the ministry. Yeah. And yeah, you could really try and find anybody. It, each country we went to, it looked so differently. So we would go to countries like in Latin America. We mm-hmm. we started in the Dominican Republic and Santo Domingo. And then we kind of got trained there and then went to a conference. And then we went to Lima, Peru. And Le- Lima had like already had a few campuses already. So we were kind of working with those. But there oh, wasn't okay. a team there that was really keeping or helping them keep going. And so we worked with five campuses there to try and kind of spur them on and help them grow. Um, Mm. And we were there for three months initially and ended Mm -hmm. up coming back to that city a few months later after the summer because in the Southern Hemisphere, you know, summer is opposite than in the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah. There it kind of was a little different because there was already established. So we were trying to help them train them up in doing what we were doing in order to find more Christians because- Students are so busy and right. like in other countries where we live in, you know, a privileged kind of, obviously, maybe that's not obvious. <laughs> if it isn't, read about that. Right. Um, read a book. <laughs> or visit another country. <laughs> but so people would, I mean, they'd just be really, really busy. And so the schedule is different and the travel in the city, like students travel two hours to get to school every day and then home two hours. And Lima's just huge. It's crazy. Yeah. But when we went to St. Kitts, when we were there and there had been a team that kind of found some people and they have like med schools and vet schools where there's actually a lot of Americans, but then there's Mm -hmm. like also locals go to these community colleges is what mm. we'd compare them to mm-hmm. but we really found there that the need was in the high schools and so we actually oh. went into high schools when we were there yeah and we were able to get involved with a lot of churches right. and and so the need is different everywhere you go and yeah so high school ministry more in the caribbean that's mm-hmm. really cool so yeah. you started in the dominican republic moved on to peru yeah is that right and yeah. then then went to caribbean Coast- no, we actually went to Costa Rica there during ah. like the Christmas time, Costa yeah. Rica and worked with, that's where the crew headquarters are, the Latin American headquarters. So we actually really? worked with, we we're helping a new Korean team there hmm. um, to kind of reestablish their presence on the university oh, mm-hmm. wow. in cool. Costa Rica. And it was their summer session. And so there's still a lot of students, but not compared to as many as there usually are. And so it was kind of a little different, but we're, we're learning from this Korean couple that is just like really, really, God has just like gifted them and the Holy <laughs> Spirit is just like really, they start movements. Right. <laughs> and yeah. they're awesome. Great. They walk into yeah. a room and they're like, so we got to learn we have from them. Group. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so that was kind of like over Christmas and then we went to the Caribbean and then did that and then went back to Lima, Peru. All over the place over a year's course. Is that right? Yeah. We lived in, well, and this is counting like a couple, like two night stays or whatever, but 28 different locations. Right. Wow. Yeah. Which is a lot. (laughs) What was your life like living out of a couple bags? Different. (laughs) I like a lot of things I learned last year. I'm not a natural minimalist. So that was hard. I think Mm. like also you realize how much you don't need. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. For real. Yeah. What were some of the things while you were on that trip that you kind of learned about yourself? Oh, a lot. But I learned, well, one, I love like the affirmation and praise from people. And mm-hmm. I was one of the team leaders. And that's not what you get when you're in a leading position and leading peers, too. Mm-hmm. Right. But so it was just like hard because I wanted affirmation, anything I did and praise that it was good. And that didn't, I mean, when you're in a team of five people. Right. You, you become a family and all that. And there was hard things and relationally hard things. I definitely <laughs> learned that I uh, am empathetic to a fault. So I like <laughs> feel people's feelings maybe before they do or recognize conflict and hate conflict and want to address conflict where, you mm-hmm. know, not everybody works that way. And yeah. it's not necessarily like, I'm like, this is going to help us. And that's not necessarily... <laughs> When people think that, you know, when yeah. people work differently than you, it's not how it works. Yeah. And so, but 
so much working through through conflict just in a, a close environment just how i do that and either engage or don't engage and a lot of stuff like that and sure and Some chipping yeah. away at the uh the corners of the the personality mm-hmm. and on your spirit there yeah and just negativity and bitterness and what that does to your spirit and right. like it just seeds things mm-hmm. and like literally i was telling steven earlier this today like you can be the most beautiful place or the coolest like machu picchu mm-hmm. and you can be better on the inside and it's not you know you're just like oh i wish i was at home and i wish right my life was this you know yeah. grass is always greener literally if you're on the greenest grass in the world yeah and so what have you learned uh have you have you been able to implement anything into your life that helps you i don't want to say like combat all these feelings but what what kind of healthy things have you incorporated from from learning mm-hmm. um even about your leadership style and your uh method of relating to people really um well, another thing I really learned about myself is I'm so incredibly impatient and oh. I want people to do things and act on their feelings or act, you know, and I would really, in my leadership role, kind of expect people to do those kind of things mm-hmm. and in the way I wanted them to. And so patience relationally is a huge thing. Just really learn to like, okay, I'm not in control of this situation. Mm-hmm. And really, we're all founded on the same principle that we want people to know the gospel. We want people to know Jesus. And it's not about how I want it done. It's not the way I would do it. And it's not about me being getting the praise or receiving the glory for this either. Because as a leader, it's like, oh, I need to be the one leading this situation or I need to be the one that comes up with the best ideas. No, like a leader really elevates, I think, the people that... Mm-hmm you're leading oh, and it's yeah. it's not about even leading i'm leading them and i think that was just so easy to let that go to your head it's about serving and i can think i can say this now is like one of my teammates was so good at just relating to students and on this like incredible like she has a lot of woo and a lot of charisma and she's amazing and i absolutely adore and love her and i think sometimes i was like a comparison thing for me like I was like oh as a leader I need to be that person yeah. mm. but no really like God put us on this team together so that like she had the ability to relate with those students while I had to do the like back work you right. know yeah and I think you need to be the latter yeah God's got it you know like right. when we don't he orchestrated things that even I'm still don't understand <laughs> <laughs> obviously we right. understand very little but. yeah so learning your place within a team especially as a leader mm-hmm. um, learning to kind of lean into what you've been asked to and mm-hmm. letting the team function as a team and not feel like you have to take on the weight yeah. of everything mm-hmm. yeah. as a leader. Yeah. And I messed up so much as a leader. Like, oh my gosh, like I don't probably even understand how many times I just epically fell on my face mm. <laughs> culturally, relationally, yeah, all of those things. But again, there's grace for that and accepting that grace and allowing that grace and believing that grace is really hard right (laughs) but like that's what i think faith is as Mm -hmm. well is sometimes just believing that god's grace is enough thank you so much for listening to this week's episode with kayla halleck if you like this podcast enough we'd ask you to take two or three minutes to head over to apple podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and maybe a one or two sentence review just telling the world what you like about the show for android users you can head over to facebook.com slash and leave us a review and recommendation on that page this helps us grow organically and get the word out about the show and defeat our algorithm overlords if you'd like to connect with us you can do so on facebook twitter and instagram at no people pod that's k-n-o-w people pod and don't forget to use the hashtag #NoNormalPeople and hashtag KNP. You can also check out our website at www.nonormalpeople.com. That's K-N-O-W, normalpeople.com. If you work for, operate, or own a business that would like to advertise on this section of the podcast, you can email me, Stephen, directly at nopeoplepod at gmail.com. Let's get back into our interview with Kayla Halleck. I kind of want to get back to what you mentioned about American privilege a little Mm, bit. Yeah. Spending a year outside of the country, Mm -hmm. what have you learned about Americans and uh, what have you learned about like the world's view of Americans? Yeah. Well, we definitely are viewed as loud. (laughs) I thought what I'd say is 
a good word to describe it. And I can't speak for everybody in every culture and the way they view us. Oh, of and course. Obviously, I'm still white and still <laughs> blonde and still American. So right. I'm still privileged through this bias right now. But um, I think when the first time I went overseas, I looked down upon the way things were done. Like, oh, the street smells like pee or mm. like, oh, why is someone cooking on here right now? Those are just examples. But I just had like a realization the second time I was in Bolivia was that, wow, this isn't less than what I expect mm -hmm. a way a street even should, you know, like a city street should exist, you know, like <laughs> yeah. there's dogs running around, you know, like this isn't less than it's even different has a negative connotation. I don't yeah. even like that word. Mm -hmm. And so it's just yeah. not what I expect. Yeah. There's a, there's just, yeah. there's a diversity to the world mm -hmm. that Americans don't necessarily yeah. get a good yeah. flavor of if they and, don't choose yeah, to leave. Yeah. We assume mm -hmm. that things should be a specific way and then we see it a different way yeah. and we're like, that's wrong. Yeah. It's like, no, it's not no. wrong. It's just not what you're used to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And even, even those, that language is hard because mm. it sounds negative, but it's, it's not meant to be. And I think when you embrace it as like, wow, this is beautifully different mm -hmm. than what I'm used to then. And it's hard. You, you're still, you're still, um, hit with that it's really hard that this is different than what I'm used to. Yeah. yeah. And that's okay. And I think that tension is good. And I want everyone to be able to experience that. I know that's not a luxury and maybe a privilege, so mm -hmm. again, that I have had <laughs> through what I've gotten to do. But it is a huge eye opener and just the way we think and right. since I'm I teach another language, like learning a language is another way of thinking. Like even the order we put our words is an order. Oh, that yeah. we think in. Mm -hmm. And so thinking in a different language or experiencing someone not understanding you or, yeah. you know, if I'm walking around and talking really loudly to my friend that that's rude or that I'm laughing really loud and that's rude or just something that's different is challenges our status quo and challenges why you act the way you do and what sure. you believe, what you believe. And Are there any uh, cultural differences that you'd like to highlight as something that you admire about the cultures that you got to be a part yeah. of? So one thing that is just so beautiful immediately came to my brain. So for instance, in the Latin context that I experienced, um, relationships were held way higher than say oh. timeliness. And so say you're on your way to class, you're walking around campus and you're on your way to camp or class and your class starts at 11 a.m. But you run into your friend and they're walking, but you need to talk to them because it's far more important than your class starting at 11 a.m. Mm -hmm. or the meeting you set up with someone else at 11 a.m. or whatever, you know, where Americans were like, you need to be on time or it's rude. <laughs> you know, I'm late all the time. So. I'm literally <laughs> yeah. that person. Same. I'm like, just yeah. you're if you're not 10 minutes early, I don't want to talk to you. OK, never mind. I'm the opposite of that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like, Stephen is the worst at this. Too. And hey. then you're just like, it's 11 and I'm supposed to be there at 11. So I'll head out now, I guess. <laughs> That's like, me. No, you're late. <laughs> I feel yeah. like you, I hate you, it. you call me out on this for I events know. like four years ago. I feel like you've helped make me a more on time person. Yeah, but you make me a late person. That, even, okay. You're even, a good balance. Like, five minutes late is like fashionably I, late. Push and pull. I, he makes me five minutes early instead of 10 minutes early, which I mm. want to be. So I still feel like I'm late. <laughs> I probably have more anxiety when I'm early. Mm. <sighs> I do too. Okay, so the difference between, well, so they, they emphasize the relationship more mm -hmm. than they would, punctuality, punctuality or even, yeah, no, or punctuality Or even just like necessary things that need to be done. Like if you run into somebody at the store, wherever, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, oh, I want to talk to you and I mm -hmm. want to spend that time with you instead mm -hmm. of, and that's, that's not an active thought. That's just what they do, you yeah. know? And so- that's a cool part of the culture I admire. And that just the cool. family environment. Like people live with their parents until yes. they're married or mm -hmm. they have to move out. And, you know, mm -hmm. it's an Amer American thing to like, oh, I graduated high school. I must move out of my parents' house. <laughs> yeah. Really? Is For it? Forge my own path. Yeah. I was 22 when I moved out. Yeah. Well, I still live with my parents. So, <laughs> right. you know, but yeah. like. Well, yeah. And that's then that's something that's kind of culturally ingrained in us yeah. too. Like even the movie uh, Coco, 
how mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know generations the of family. the family live yeah. under yeah. the same roof they work on the same business mm-hmm. yeah. yeah definitely the culture is more oriented toward family and yeah. deep relationships that way yeah so yeah, america's definitely more like leave the nest or we'll make you leave the nest <laughs> yeah. individuality for <laughs> yeah. sure yeah i mean and now i see it from like and there's two sides. Some people like have failure to launch or whatever, you know, right. you can't get out of their house and they never want to. Mm. But, you know, I think that's a problem. Don't get me wrong. But I think also <laughs> like my parents, for instance, if I was living with them or not, would have an open room downstairs and no one would be downstairs unless I was there. Mm. Do I need to duplicate the cost of living somewhere else just so that I'm right. independent? You know, right. <laughs> so you graduated college. Mm-hmm. You got back from this stint trip with crew and then you got a job teaching at our old high school yeah it was crazy that was like (laughs) literally such a you know hand of god thing right took me five years to graduate school i went on a trip for a year where i learned spanish better (laughs) and then our spanish teacher retires and the job opens up and it's like well why the heck not (laughs) apply for that position yeah and so I did, and I didn't even have my Spanish teacher's license when I got the job. Wow. So they kind of put their put their eggs in one basket for me, and then I took the test, the Praxis test I had to take, and passed it and got wow. my license. And That's crazy. It was, pretty, it was pretty scary taking that test, so. Right. <laughs> it's like, if I fail. Yeah. So now you're, now you're back at Laurel High School teaching Spanish. How many classes do you teach, and what, uh, what grades? I teach four different levels of Spanish, so Spanish oh. one, two, two. <laughs> three, and then a four or five, which is an AP right. okay. level class, which is six different classes. So I have two Spanish ones, two Spanish twos, and then one three, and mm. one four and five. So spreading uh, across the grades too, you mm-hmm. have freshman, sophomore, junior, yeah. senior. Yeah, Spanish one and two is majority freshman, sophomores, right. and then a few juniors and a few seniors. I think I have three seniors. Okay. Majority freshman, sophomore. Mm-hmm. That must be fun. I love the fact that I have such a diverse age group because right. it, I'm not bored and I don't teach the same thing like seven times a day, which is boring. And so freshmen are still a little <laughs> afraid, which is nice of me and of that sounds terrible and of just, you know, upperclassmen. And so, right. but yes. they also have like an eagerness still. They're not like too cool for school yet. Right. And so that is really nice. <laughs> I Have like Have you had them. any issues with older, like seniors being like, you're only so many years older than me? Like, yeah, it, no one's like questioned my authority. Right. I'm pretty good at <laughs> being assertive when you need yeah. to be. <laughs> yes. I don't have any problem with that. But the, it is, I think sometimes I relate more to the kids than I do like fellow colleagues. And so right. we're as a, I'm kind of a Gen Z millennial cusper there. Yeah. And so. Yes. That's still confusing now, for yeah, me too. It's a weird. And I just am faced with that all the time now. Yeah. As like, oh, wow. I remember when there wasn't internet, but hardly. And so we didn't have Chromebooks. Like we didn't each have our own <laughs> laptop when we were in high school. Right. So there were Unless still you computer. could buy your own. Yeah. Yep. And so that's a very education is still is still so different than what we received. It's weird. That's a weird balance. But the seniors and the seniors, I just am spoiled because I teach like a college entry class. Like people take my class either one because they want to learn Spanish, which I would say is like 20 percent of them. Yeah. And, you know, I haven't polled them. I might be wrong. (laughs) Um, But the rest of them are just there because they want the requirement to get into a good school. And yeah, yeah. exactly. So (laughs) that's actually why I never took Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) Not that I didn't want to get into a good school, but Spanish was one of those. I had absolutely no interest in learning another language. I'd rather max out as many music classes as I could possibly take. Take all the math classes. Yeah. Took five years of math and four years. I quit calculus my senior year, so I quit we were different there. Algebra. Mm-hmm. My freshman you tried. year. <laughs> you tried. You can't do that. I, obviously. I took the classes, but I quit long ago. It's not your favorite. I was there, but I wasn't there. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to ask, we, we've touched on this a couple times, as far as your relationship to kind of other people's expectations mm-hmm. of you being a pastor's kid, yeah. uh, being the softball star. Yeah. What's it like watching kids grow up in the same kind of environment? Like you yeah. see the peer pressure happening mm-hmm. in your classroom and what's it like to be, I don't want to say the other side of it because obviously 
like we're all going to experience mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. in the age of Instagram. Yeah. Everything yeah. like this doesn't go away. But, yeah. but when you, when you watch <laughs> events or like watch conversations unfold, mm-hmm. yeah. What's, what's that like being on the other side of the, the teacher student thing and just the, mm-hmm. the high school culture? I think I have like a, a laugh it off answer, you know, like, oh, it's entertaining. It's hilarious. You know, like, okay. wow, mm-hmm. you can just watch the the social, the circle of life kind of work. It's high school, you know, awkwardness right. out. But it really does break my heart because I think it affected my heart so much. Like, mm. Right. It really was a thing that uh, was hard for me. And now in hindsight and just by being back and seeing the environment and the literal space that it happened to me yeah, and happens still <laughs> but it's just like oh, especially girls I just have that heart for like I just see them and I'm like oh I want you to f- feel noticed <laughs> yeah. and I want you to feel like you don't, you don't need, need to boyfriend. try yeah. calm down <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah exactly and so it's just it's hard to see that in a little bit but at the same time as I've been able to speak light into those things with a little, you know, as you earn relationships and mm-hmm. I work with our youth group as well. It's like people, I mean, there's a small, I think little glimpse in my teaching career that I'm young enough that people still find my, find me relevant enough to be like, wow, that's cool. Oh, yeah. Pay attention to me. You know? And so oh they're gosh. like, Oh, okay. You know? And I think of one relationship I have with a girl, like dramatic change in my class once she started Mm-hmm. dating a boy like and the conversations we had were were really were hard mm-hmm. but good and just we now have this relationship where it's like she comes in and talks to me about these things and right. it's like wow like I'm really glad I paid attention to that you know mm, or, right. yeah and there's fuzzy lines you got to be careful too of like, oh, yeah. keep Absolutely. it professional and but I still that to, that's what yeah. makes a good teacher like the teachers who are willing to make a connection with their students and not yeah. just Today, we're going to read another chapter of To Kill a Mockingbird together. God, murder me. Yeah. 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 The teachers that I remember are the ones that actually made a point to be like, Dixie, you're being dumb. Mm -hmm. Be better. Thank Mm -hmm. you, Miss Wright. And (laughs) Miss Jess. Yeah, and Miss Jess. I will tell her that. Dix Athena. That's me. Love you, Miss Jess. You you would pass her in the hall and she would say, Dixie, do Do work. work. I love Thanks. it. <laughs> I yeah. did work. It's what you needed. <laughs> it's Literally, it's like, it is one of my greatest joys, though, of, like, finding that kid that nobody notices right. and mm. then noticing them and talking to them and they're just stunned that someone notices them. Right. You know, and I hope that every kid has that opportunity mm-hmm. in school to find, have one teacher that notices them. Mm. But with the reality of increasing numbers in public right. schools and like, it's like 30 it's kids hard, per teacher. Yeah. Like, yeah. Chill. So the reality is we all need Jesus. Right. There you go. <laughs> that is and we all need And we all need community that, you yeah. know, we're surrounding ourselves with people that we want to be yeah. like and right. that, that yeah. build us up and not tear us down with. Yeah. Which Ugly is like, versions of peer pressure. Mm-hmm. And, Which is the hard thing about high school because you don't really oh get to pick your peers there. That's no. just who they are. And there's a lot of kids who don't yeah, there's, like there's who a, they're around. High schools are just such a perfect laboratory for social <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, social influence. An amalgamation yeah. of hormones. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Yes. <laughs> okay, so being, being less than 10 years out from graduating yourself yeah. and now being a teacher back at your old high school, Mm-hmm. I am so curious to know what it's like to be colleagues with <laughs> yeah. with teachers that were your teachers. It is. I was so excited. Like I was really so excited because yeah. I don't know. It was fun opportunity. It's still exciting. I'd say it's really hard to call them by their first names. <laughs> oh. Like the ones I'm closest to, I think I'm just now able to do it. I would never like, be able to. Like yeah, even it is now, hard, but, 10 years out and I'm not, I mean, I don't work with yeah. any of them, but like if I saw Miss Jess, I'd be like, Miss Jess, what's up? Right. Yeah. Like, never, ever, ever would I say her first name. Yeah. <laughs> never. <laughs> yeah. There are some teachers that it's easier for me to change, you know, okay, I can transition this, but there are some teachers that nope, you're always <laughs> Mr. You don't have a first name. Your first name is Mr. or Mrs. <laughs> oh, <man>. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, that's so cool. I want to know what it's... So I've been out of high school for a minute longer than you guys, but I'm kind of curious what differences 
time and technology have taken on like going to school and Mm -hmm. teaching like when we were in high school it was like don't bring your cell phone to class yeah or it gets taken away and you go to detention or whatever totally and And that (laughs) cell phone was like a razor (laughs) it was was like nokia brick yeah anyway yeah Yeah. but like i want to know what it's like i mean has that changed a lot oh for sure I mean, I, there's definitely students that don't have phones mm-hmm. in my classes, but it's a rarity, you know, and they're mm. usually freshmen. But <laughs> um, I have a little, you know, those like calculator holders with the numbers on them. Yeah. I have one of those for phones. So they <sighs> turn those in when and that's how I take attendance. So they each have a number and. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So and that's Unless a new they don't have a phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's some of them that don't. They tell me or they're like, oh, I forgot my phone at home today or. There's all these tricks in the book, too. They, like, yeah. bring their old phones and turn in their old phone instead of their new phone. But <laughs> I, I would do that. I try to be aware. <laughs> and so, like, for me, it's like, I don't want you using Google Translate. Like, come yeah. on. This is, my job is hard enough to teach you another language or try to. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. I don't want to compete with Google. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's, like, a thing yeah. now that I would say wasn't a thing when we were in high school. People would say, don't, I don't want to see your phone. But yeah. that's Just it. keep it in your yeah. locker. Yeah. Like, what else? We, I mean, each, there's Chromebooks in mm-hmm. the classroom, so laptops and. Yeah. I remember when it was a big deal that the English department got a bunch of. Kindles. Kindles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was wow. after I graduated. Like the original, like, white paper Kindles. I'm pretty sure I had a razor when I graduated. Oh, I wow. think that's true. Yeah. So Chromebooks and, like, Google Classroom is amazing. Right. It's like an online platform mm-hmm. to assign things. So now that you've gotten started teaching there, do you have hopes of uh, coaching any sports yourself now that you're on the other side of sports? I mean, I'm going to coach middle school track, but nice. And I didn't do track, so that's fine. There you go. (laughs) YouTube is a great thing. Um, (laughs) I want to be the softball coach long for that. No. Oh, okay. So putting together your first year of teaching, what kind of like habits and routines did you have to think Mm. through to make sure that you were succeeding in your first year at this new job making sure you're on time for your classes yeah i think well that yeah that's big (laughs) showing up early is like something that i like to do um i can't work at the end of the day i'm done i'm tired Mm -hmm. energy is gone and so showing up early putting like the plan together um i don't know what i'm doing the next day usually (laughs) until that morning so yeah so taking care of myself i think finding things that Ways to turn off the school mm. talk or planning ideas like took a lot of melatonin at the beginning of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm better now. I could turn it off. But <laughs> I think just self-care is a huge one and mm-hmm. being prepared, but also being like totally able to laugh at yourself, which living overseas for a year helped me learn that very well. Right. <laughs> but also like allowing like I didn't think I realized how creative I am until I really had to put that like part of my brain to the test oh interesting and that is a really big part of especially being a Spanish teacher like keeping it fun and exciting and engaging and I have to be like hilarious and fun (laughs) not hilarious my students would be like oh whatever (laughs) (laughs) but teacher jokes man (laughs) yeah it's real Trying to keep it fun for them because I realize that Spanish is not most of their favorite thing. <laughs> but well, and like you said, probably 80% of them are there just for mm-hmm. the, the you know, put yeah. that Credit on your college for, application. Yeah. It's fair. Yeah. Self-care. That's my one, two word answer. Hyphenated mm. word answer. <laughs> Any specifics you'd like to share? I like to go home and take a little nap when I get home. Yes. That's good. Just like Eat a 15, 20 minutes. Microwave quesadilla. I've tried. I'm like, it's winter. I need to chill out a little bit on those. But <laughs> I'm hibernating yeah. a little. <laughs> I am like an exercise. I like to exercise. Yeah. I go lift and do yoga now, which I never did yoga before. <laughs> so we've talked about your trips with crew, uh-huh. getting you through college. And we've talked about now teaching at the high school. But I don't want to assume that these are necessarily things that you are passionate about. So I guess to open it up a little bit, I'm curious to know, like, what comes to mind when I ask you what, what could you think and talk about if you have nothing else to think and talk about? Like, where does your brain normally go? What gives you the juice? Well, I can always talk about myself. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Hence That's why I'm good. on this podcast. But 
um, about me. I can really always talk about teaching right now. I think it just takes up so much of my mind energy, mm. literally energy. Like I'm just, I'm done. <laughs> like <laughs> depleted. Literally, I met someone like last weekend and they were like, really, we get it. You're a Spanish teacher. <laughs> we get like, it. <laughs> Yikes. I need yeah. to chill out. You know? Like, well, what? you said you're I'm an sorry, extrovert. I'm sorry, what do you do? <laughs> yes, I love being an extrovert. Yeah. So you, you said you're an, you're, you're an extrovert. So yeah. teaching in front of kids, I'm sure mm-hmm. helps infuse Sweet you with spot. energy. Whereas someone like Dixie or I would, <laughs> we would be deflated by the I end of the just, day. Oh, not even the end of the day. First class, I'd be like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Enough of I'm going to go home now. My eight person <laughs> limit for the day. There you go. So what about teaching makes you that excited? Is it the way you get to pour into your students mm-hmm. and create that relationship, kind of build yeah. that relational equity? Yeah, for sure. Lots of relationships that are just like, especially this time of year is like, you finally really feel like, oh, wow, like I know you and oh, you know yeah. me, you know, that's exciting. Right. Hitting your stride. Yeah. Okay. Hitting the stride in that. But also like, I think one thing, this is selfish maybe, but there's just like a confidence I have mm-hmm. at school or with the students that I don't have maybe amongst my own age group or Mm. you know like generally self-conscious person in the real world so yeah there's like a confidence i have at school that kind of is therapeutic in a way and is helpful and and this year has been the hardest year of my life and just transition and expectations being let down and things like that of like wow this is what i went to school for and here i am and now i feel like now what but (laughs) now what do i do I would say that like school has been just like the best outlet and right. You know, there's days of failure and whatever, you know, all those things, but it's just been like the thing that does give me joy and excitement. And I'm excited to go to work in the morning. Right. Mm, That's good. Kayla, thanks for coming over. Yeah. Thanks for having me. (laughs) To close out, we are curious to know what you're currently reading. If you read outside of your schoolwork. I'm reading a couple books, but I'm reading one growth spiritual growth book called total forgiveness Mm. it's very good it's very challenging and i actually started reading little women yes i'm like on chapter two by that but yeah i I want to like (laughs) yeah just started and i want to read it so i can before i see the movie right so i gotta get going on that because same what are you currently listening to what do you like to listen for music do you listen to any podcasts i actually listen to a lot of spanish music right now because yeah. of you know the spanish classroom there's a lot more to me than just this i promise <laughs> but <laughs> i love to listen to podcasts um i've been listening to a lot of tim keller when i get ready mm-hmm. in the morning mm. his gospel and life podcast is mm-hmm. a good one for just like growing and learning yeah i listen to that a lot i like the bible project but i also like stuff your history teacher didn't teach you I love cereal oh, yeah. and this american life I'm more of a podcast person than a music person, though. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so. Thanks again for coming over, Kayla. Yeah, thanks for having me. To close us out, would you read our favorite quote for the podcast? Yes. The only normal people you know are the ones you don't know very well. <laughs>